In a world where trust is shattered and darkness looms, one man's journey from betrayal to redemption will captivate your heart. Absolutely. Even if Absolutely. you don't take them. If you have a relative that is a Christian, yes. allow them to take the kids. I like that. Because yeah. it's like, you, you may not want Jesus, but... Thrown into a detention center, he grappled with the harsh reality of being imprisoned mentally and physically. At that moment, I told myself, I'm not going behind bars no more. Betrayed and deceived by the one he trusted most. So now we're about to enter into this part of your life where you're cheated on. It was rough for me. Bought teddy bears for her, flowers. And my heart just got squeezed and beat upon and crushed and stuck. In the depths of his despair, he questioned God's plan. I said, I said, you don't know what just happened to me, Meg. But amidst the darkness, a glimmer of hope emerged. He found solace in the teachings of a higher power. And in that moment, he discovered a new purpose. Out with the old. In with the new. In with the new. The Holy Spirit came inside of me. From being lost to salvation, this is the story of Nick. Coming soon, this summer on July 1st on YouTube and all podcast platforms. Welcome to the Call by God podcast with Adney Godin and myself, Nixon Sylvain. This show is about dialogues of biblical characters and testimonies of Christians who submitted to the will of God. Each week, we'll bring on one guest so that they can share their story of how they were called by God. I hope this show inspires you. Enjoy. Hello and welcome, world, to the Call by God podcast. I'm yours truly, Nixon Sylvain, and I'm with Adney Godin. Sister Godin, welcome back. Welcome back, sister. How's everything? Good morning. Good morning, Brother Nick. I'm truly blessed. Um, I had to work, of course, <laughs> the last time <laughs> you were on. So um, it's part of a promotion. So, you know, every one Saturday out of the month, I have to work. But um, I, I, it's a blessing. It's really, truly a blessing Amen. that God saw, found it, me, you know, worthy of a job. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and I and I hate using the word job because I believe my job is working for God and my place yeah. of employment is just basically the source of, you know, those those finances that I need. Um, but how are you doing this this fine morning? I'm blessed. I'm I'm happy to uh have you back on. And I don't think a lot of people know this that that we're working people. We just have a heart for just doing God's will. So I'm feeling good. I'm blessed just to be here, just just to 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 have another chance of of life and to do God's will. So I'm encouraged and I'm blessed. But Adney, look, we just got to get right into it. Number one, but before we do so, uh, I want to thank, 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 thank. I know that's a lot of thanks. I want to thank our listeners and for those who support us by leaving reviews and sharing our podcast, uh, just just subscribing. Um, I just want to thank them so much, Adney. Like it's just been a blessing to me to go back and and to look at the reviews and to see uh, the blessings, how they've been being blessed by this podcast. So, um, if you're new to the show, um, we want to thank you. And just remember, you could always go visit our website, uh, www.callbygodpodcast.com. We have a lot of information on there as it relates to uh, us. 
and also other other things that you could check out as well. But Adney, let's dive right into it. Let's give our word of the day, our proverb, our word of wisdom. All right. So today is May 16th. So I went into Proverbs 16, verse 16, <laughs> and it reads, how much better to get wisdom than gold to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. And that resonated with me because to, uh, to get wisdom, like people be chasing money. Like all I want is money, money, money. Let me get this paper. But you have no level of wisdom of what to do with that paper. You have no level of wisdom, you know, on how to uh, steward that paper. Right. So to get understanding is better than silver. <laughs> to understand how to function through this world. The that resonated with me. <laughs> yeah, no. Look, every time I hear anything about wisdom, I always think about Solomon. Like when when God spoke to Solomon in the dream, and and you know God asked him what he wanted, and Solomon said wisdom. And then he he in the end he became rich, so he was still a wealthy man. So he still won. But I think people underestimate the power of wisdom, and not just only uh, um just any wisdom. We talking about godly wisdom. So that's that's a uh, that's a blessing, Adney. But Adney, you know we're not alone. Yes, I'm super excited. I, I don't know if I could, I should call this this brother a guest or a special guest. Oh, he's he he is a dear friend. <laughs> he's a dear friend of ours. He's been here on the show before, so he's not he's not a spec. Well, he's he's a special guest, but he's a a friend, a friend of mine. He's a friend of Adney. He's our brother in Christ. He's my big brother. Brother Daryl Smith, brother, welcome back to the show. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. And I, as always, I'm excited and elated to be here. Hey, look, uh, look, we got so excited uh, doing uh, Sodom and Gomorrah part one together. Man, we just had to bring you back on for part two. It was getting good. Again, again, again I'm honored to be here and, and, and listen. Uh, part two, part three, part four. You know I'm game. So, <laughs> yes, no. All right, so we're gonna just dive right into it. Adam, you want to say something, to your brother, before we get started? Good morning, brother Daryl. Let me tell you something. I heard that that last conversation, and I was like, "Oh, this is real rich." This look, you you took it to another level. So I'm like, okay, let me see, Adney. You got to bring your A game with this one. <laughs> hey, Adney, I told D that we're we're the minor prophets. We're the body. He's the major prophet. <laughs> no, <laughs> listen, listen. He showed. Uh, what, he showed what, what, whatever prophet you consider yourself, just bring the Holy Spirit. That's all we. Need. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's go ahead and get started. So, chapter uh, nineteen of of Genesis, um, we left off, and I know I brought this up in part one. So, if you're new and you're just not, li- if you skip part one and you just automatically jump to part two, go back to part one and hear what we had to say. So, in part one, we talked about how there were visitors. You had the Lord and you had the angels and the angels, the men, angels, messengers, they looked uh, towards Sodom and they went towards Sodom for a specific task. And again, you got to go back to uh, part one. But when these angels got to the city of Sodom, Gomorrah, uh, immediately Lot, he recognized them and Lot showed hospitality uh, towards these beings. Now, these beings are not from the earthly realm. They're from the heavenly realm. 
and and Lot, and that's why I thought I thought it was quite interesting that Lot he recognized them and he showed hospitality towards them. But there's some unusual behavior uh, that took place, and that's where I want to discuss on today. So Daryl Smith, Sister Adney, I don't know which one of you guys want to go first. What's going on with Sodom and Gomorrah? What's going on with these? Okay, guys? so <laughs> a lot of time, and I'm taking it into this day and age, right? As I read this, a lot of times people just focus on the homosexuality that, that guess why God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Let's take it back to 2021. We have people who are into metaphysics, witchcraft, homosexuality is running, running rapid. We have all these different type of things that God does not, is not part of. Like he, he can't be a part of that because God does not dwell in sin. And what, what, makes me upset is when people only use Sodom and Gomorrah to tell a person you're going to hell because you know, you're a homosexual. Can we take a look at all the sins that are taking place? How about the fact that nobody is calling on the name of God in Sodom and Gomorrah? How about the fact that God has been completely edged out of Sodom and Gomorrah? They're doing whatever they feel, how they feel, what they feel, what they want to do. They are orgying it up. They're just like, no God. <laughs> And God said, okay, um, th this place can't live no more. I'm, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. She went straight from the, she, she went straight from the hip. <laughs> yeah, she said, I, she said, I ain't cut no corners, boy. You know she wouldn't be on this show. So, uh, uh, Daryl Smith, uh, what's going on with these individuals in Sodom and Gomorrah? And then tied into what Adam Yeah, I, I appreciate uh, my sister's stance on that. And, and, uh, she's 100, you know, a thousand percent correct. Um, a lot of times we, you know, uh, many just focus on the homosexual aspect, uh, of this. But if I can, you know, uh, pull your attention back to the previous podcast that we had on this, again, I want to stress the fact that the author is very intentional, uh, with this account. Okay. Uh, the author is setting a precedent. There's a reason why Sodom and Gomorrah is inserted into into the middle of Abraham's uh, account, his story. Uh, it's inserted into the call. And I believe it's strategic because what it does is it gives it gives you a very clear cut picture uh, of a uh, compare and contrast. OK, uh, Abraham who is representative of Israel, the father of many nations. God chose him. He's the father of faith. Okay. He represents uh, everything that uh, we should be doing. He represents, uh, you know, uh, growth and mature maturity in faith. Whereas Sodom and Gomorrah would represent, uh, would be antithetical to that. It would represent unrighteousness. Okay, and I like the way she put it uh, because what makes Sodom and Gomorrah so significant is the fact that they completely edged God out. That's the key. Okay, now we'll emphasize homosexuality, uh, and and to some some degree, uh, I, I think we do need to do that because it's one of those sins that the Bible makes distinction. Uh, about and we can get about uh, we can talk about that a little bit later in this podcast uh, moving over to Romans and I don't necessarily know if you want to spend too much time there but uh, that's a good place to to note that distinction 
Okay. Not only is it uh, uh, spiritually wrong, but it is naturally wrong. And I think that's the emphasis. At least that's the emphasis that's expressed in Romans chapter one. Okay. But again, what makes uh, Sodom and Gomorrah uh, uh, what it is, uh, what the author is trying to do with it is he's trying to set that precedent. And Sodom and Gomorrah is the place that is uh, uh, the place that represents uh, no God at all. And that's not the kind of place you want to be. And uh, I'm sure we're going to see in detail what that looks like when we ex- continue to explore chapter 19. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Thank you for making it midway through this episode. We want to take a moment to sincerely thank each and every one of you who have been supporting our show. Your encouragement and positive feedback mean the world to us. We want to continue to bring you inspiring and thought-provoking content each week, and that's where we need your help. We kindly ask you to support our podcast by clicking on the link provided in the description below. Your support will enable us to grow, reach a wider audience, and continue to produce the quality content you enjoy. We truly appreciate your support and value your contribution to the Call by God podcast. Together, let's inspire and uplift others in their faith journey. Thank you once again for your continued support, and we look forward to bringing you more enlightening episodes in the future. God bless. Yeah, let's do that. So I'm going to go ahead and read uh, 19 verses 1 through 4. Okay, so it says the, and this is the ESV version, uh, Adney, so sorry, it's not your amplifier version. Uh, <laughs> it says the two angels came to Sodom in the evening and Lot was sitting at in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose to meet them and he bowed himself with his face to the earth. He said, my Lord, please turn aside to your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you may rise up early and go on your way. They said, no, we will spend the night in the town square. But he pressed them strongly. So they turned aside to him and entered his house. And he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread and they ate. Now, I don't want to really deal with a lot hospitality as it relates to these angels. But I I want us to deal with this. But before they lay down. The men of the city, and I know Adney eloquently state what was going on in Sodom and you as well, Daryl Smith. So here it is. The men of the city, the men of Sodom, both. Now, this what got me. It says both young and old. So the last time I checked, old folks supposed to be being the example for the young folk. So you talking about the young folk. Got it, man, man, this stuff, we could make so much paralyze of what's going on this day. But let me just keep reading it. It said, but both young and old, all the people to the last man surrounded the house and they, and they called to Lot where all the men who came to, to you tonight, bring them out to us that we may know them. So go ahead. Uh, so Adney, I want to hear your take on verses four, and I know I read all the way through uh, five. I want to hear your take on this, Adney, and I know you probably touched on it a little bit, but kind of like talk about that. What's really going on? Okay, so we know 
like when we've been taught the word no means sex. <laughs> Bring them out so we can have sex with them. Um, and and what I love about Lot is 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 his stance. Like, man, don't do this. Don't do don't do this wicked. And and in another version it says vile. Like disgusting what like why would you come to my door first and foremost in this time of night trying to bring these men out so you can do this wicked and vile thing nah that's not gonna happen that is not what we're gonna do okay um so when i read this it's it's it, it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking because here it is i'm being hospitable to people who are not from around here and this is what you want to do. And then it, it reminds me and it brings me to um, Levit- uh, was it Leviticus, the, Levit- the Levitical priest and his concubine. Brother Daniels preached on that not too long ago. And that same thing happened. Right. And, and they had to literally look, take my wife, take my concubine, take my daughter, have your way with them. And, and they practically killed her from, from doing some vile things to her. So I, I just think, it disgusts me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, if if you don't mind, let me let me just kind of piggyback off that again. Uh, here we have the details, and it's sort of fleshed out. You know, some uh, it fleshes out some of the uh, uh, things that we were saying, the point that we we're trying to make, and that is how far gone uh, this city and the you know the people of this city are. Um, and I don't want to be jumping ahead, Nick, but if you if you look at verse number nine. Because, you know, Lot obviously takes his stance and says, you know, don't do this wicked thing. Uh, he says, do not act so wickedly, quoting the ESC, uh, ESV version. But if you look at verse number nine, uh, they, you know, <laughs> they basically say, look, stand back. And they said, this fellow, they're speaking of Lot, this fellow came to sojourn and he has now become the judge. Now, watch this. Now we will deal worse with you than with them. So you you really get a, a, a glimpse, an idea of how gone the 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 men and the people of Sodom and Gomorrah were. And and, and this is my point. Uh, and it ties into what we talked about in the previous podcast where Abraham has this exchange with God and he says, Lord, can you find 50 if, if we find 40, if we find 30? And then you, you, we eventually get to the point where you can't find none. This is this is a strategic move by the author because Sodom and Gomorrah is representative of what you are not supposed to be. And this is a city that is completely gone so much so to the point to where it has to be destroyed that's that's what's being that's what's being done here and and when you begin to follow the references okay throughout scripture looking at the book of Isaiah looking at Ezekiel even the new testament writers to uh, speak about Sodom and Gomorrah Peter even Jesus uses them in an, in an illustration it is because Sodom and Gomorrah is set as the representation of what it is we are not supposed to be. Now, uh, I do hope we we, we get some time to kind of go uh, in the direction that Sister Adney went, 
trying to correlate it to uh, uh, today. Uh, so I'll leave that to you, Nick, uh, to go ahead and uh, kind of steer the conversation in that direction. All right. Yeah, this is what I want to say. So what what captured my attention, and again, you guys, I, I like you guys, how you guys just broke, broke breaking everything down, how you said um, that these people were corrupt. There was no God. There was no God, right? So these people were so corrupt to the point that even the, the young men and the old men were corrupt. And this is why... Uh, men per se um, have to be the example, you know, because as, as far as the men go, and I'm talking about, I'm making, trying to make it relevant now. Like when men are corrupt, when men lack fellowship with God, as a result, this same trend could follow. You gonna see some, you know, when you see young, you know, older men pulling their pants down and they cussing up a storm, chances are, you know, the apple don't fall too far from the tree. You're going to see little, Little June bug, a little Ray Ray, you know, same way, pants hanging hanging down and and uh, cussing the storm. But what I what what I glean out of what we're touching about on Sodom and Gomorrah, these men are surrounding the house because they want to commit this act. And and look, uh, Daryl Smith, you talked about it how these men were wicked. Lot said, "Hey, don't do this thing because it's just wicked." And I want I want us to deal with that. And what Adney talked about was like, this is an act that happened before. Well, it didn't happen before. It happened after. We're talking about in the days when there was no king. So at the time when Israel didn't have a king, there was no, I mean, God was their king, but they didn't acknowledge God as king. So as a result, the author in the book of Judges was saying in this day that there was no king. And yes, they did the same act, the same principle, the same things that you see here in Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah happened over there in the book of Judges. But in the book of Judges, let's talk about how does it relates today? What kind of behaviors that we can kind of like parallel what's going on in a book of, in this book compared to what's going on in this modern age? Sister Adney, let's go in detail and let's try to say, how can we fix this issue? How can, what can we do as children of God do to fix this issue? Uh <clears throat> When I think about today's age, especially the generation that my son, your son is growing into, they they have no reverence for God. I remember having a conversation with someone and they look at the word of God as being um, misogynistic. And if a person has that mindset with the word of God, how do you think everybody else is looking at the word of God? Because we're dealing in a world where women feel like, oh, we're free. We're no longer oppressed. And it's like to me as a woman, you are oppressed because if you can't even understand that the word of God is freeing and not meant to put you in a in a in a little box, it's just teaching you how to function in this world. You got issues. Then let's look at this whole thing with transgenderism, right? Where these men becoming um, women and women becoming men. And here's the sad part. A whole lot of them killing themselves because that's not what they were supposed to do. It, it, it messes up with the whole chemistry of who they are, of who, how God created them. That's how we can correlate it. Like this world is getting to a place where God is being edged out. Now, how do we do that? How do we, as the members of the body of Christ, 
We teach them Jesus. Stop teaching people church. Teach them Jesus. Right. I, I, I have to reiterate that we keep saying, oh, you know, I want you to come to church with me. You are the church. So wherever you go, the church is with you. How about I want to invite you to worship? How about let's sit and have a conversation about Jesus and what he has done for me? I'm one of them people. I tell y'all right now, I have no issue sharing my testimony. I come from a background of voodooism. So yes, I do understand spiritual warfare. I am a woman that had several abortions. So yes, I will share that testimony with somebody. Let's share our stories with this world. Let them know that, you know what? I had some struggles before Jesus, but let me show you how Jesus has saved me. Am I perfect? Absolutely not but I'm striving to be more like him daily. That's how we help this world out. Be transparent. And and I appreciate that so very much, sister. Let me just uh, piggyback off of that. I, I think, um, and all of what you said, uh, it's just awesome. I agree. But I think um, uh, Romans really captures this uh, for us. Um, <clears throat> Romans chapter one. And I would encourage your listeners to uh, read that and study that for themselves. But I'm going to begin at verse 21. Okay. Verse 21 says, for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Now, Romans is especially chapter one. It's just one of those books that is, is uh, if I can borrow your term, so the Adney is just so rich, right? Um, and and you begin to see the danger uh, of this because what then happens is God then gives them up, and so uh, uh, and and let me let me kind of deal with that because you know a lot of times people come here and think, oh well, that's just that's that's just so harsh. No, it really isn't. Uh, because this isn't just a one time thing. And then God says, OK, I'm done. And he throws his hands up. No, this is a way of life. This is a uh, a stubborn and rebellious heart that continues to refuse God. OK, so much so to the point to where you do not honor God as God. You don't give thanks to God. You just disregard God altogether. And so there is no other choice but for God to give you up. And when that happens, watch this now, verse 24. Therefore, God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity. Watch this. To the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves. Because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worship to serve the creator rather than the creator. Who is blessed forever. Okay. I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get there. Here we are. Verse 26. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions for their women exchanged. Here it is. Natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. So, again. What leads to this when you just completely and totally disregard God? Okay. And I know we touched on this earlier. You know, a lot of times, you know, Christians and saints, you know, we just harp and harp and harp upon homosexuality. 
all of it is sin. Okay. But again, I always take the position that, listen, the Bible takes the time. The author, Paul, takes the time to make sure you understand that not only is homosexuality spiritually wrong, it is naturally wrong. Now, I think that's significant. I think that's strategic. And 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 to a certain degree, that needs to be emphasized. However, sin is sin. And let me also say this. Let me also say this. It is the sin that God hates. And, 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 and consequently, it should be what the Christian hates. The sin, not the sinner. Because we all sin. Now, you know, I appreciate my sister Adney uh, being transparent and saying, you know, I had these these issues X, Y, and Z, and I did these things. And truth be told, all of us did, even me. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Everybody, <clears throat> everybody has these issues and have done things that they are not proud of, done things that are wrong, done things that are sinful. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. But again. It is the sin, not the sinner. And and that needs to be pointed out because I know when I have a lot of conversations with people who ascribe to homosexuality, I make sure I make that distinction clear. Listen, it is the sin, not you. It is the sin that is hated. And and Romans is a beautiful chapter for that. Uh, There's good news. And I want folk to notice. And it's in the same book. Watch this. Romans chapter eight, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. Right. And folk need to know, because I I don't want to take up the whole podcast, but folk need to know when Jesus got up there on that cross, it was sin that he condemned. Not the folk got to understand that it is sin that he condemned. And so for. Uh, you to take the position that you do, that I'm just going to live my life this way. That's a choice. And you need to understand that. And we are in danger of of heading uh, this way. Romans chapter one. We're in danger of heading this way when we disregard God, when we disregard Jesus. Let me say this. And, and you 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 hit it out the ballpark, uh, brother, <laughs> brother Daryl Smith. I know Adney don't want me to call you brother Daryl Smith, but I'm going to call you brother Brother there a bit. All right. <laughs> so yeah, man, you hit it out. Like you're right. God dislikes the sin. And yes, there's sin is sin, right? Anything that's our opposition to God's word, will, and way is sin. And and you're right. I like how you went back to uh Romans, because that's why I say I know the Holy Spirit is working, because I was I parked at Romans six, because I'm about to read a verse. That ties into what you're talking about. Romans 6.23, where it says, for the wages of sin is death. So I want our listeners to understand that every time that we sin, we're supposed to die. Because sin brings forth death. death. But, the author says, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus Christ and Brother Daryl Smith said it. He he paid the price. He hung on the cross. He died for the sake of humanity. And also, one other thing that I also want to talk about what's going on with the sin of of the men in Sodom and Gomorrah. These people, 
They didn't want to be held accountable. See, the thing is, when people are sinning, they don't want to be held accountable. They don't want anybody to tell them that they're, what they're doing is wrong. Like when, when Lot told them like, hey, you know, here's my daughters. And, and they even went so far to say, hey, Lot, you know, don't judge us. And how many times have we've heard when we're trying to talk to somebody about the word of God, automatically they'll say, hey, man, why are you judging me? I'm like, I'm not judging you. I'm just trying to tell you about the word of God. Because why people don't want to be held accountable. That's why you have to uh, respect a Christian. You have to respect a saint because you're giving your life away. You're giving oneself away just to serve Christ because now you want to be held accountable. See, the thing is, when I was in sin, and, and I know you guys talked about, hey, y'all did some crazy things. I did some crazy things as well. But when I was in sin, I was doing all kind of crazy things that God wasn't pleased with. I didn't, I didn't want people to tell me what I couldn't do. I didn't want to be held accountable. So if somebody tell me, hey, you can't cuss, you can't lie. I'm like, man, who you think you is? Like, who you think you are? You can't tell me what to do. So I didn't want to be held accountable. But it wasn't until that when God broke me down, God had to realize that, hey, I'm nothing. I'm nothing without him. That the sin that was dwelling in my life, I would die because he said, hey, the wages of sin is death. And I was I was slowly perishing away. So I think that's that's what stood out to me. As, as we're reading this, I know there's so many other underlying things that's going on in Sodom and Gomorrah, the homosexuality, the, the perverted mind, um, the corruptness, no God, they don't even have God around, but yet they don't want to be held accountable. Yeah, that, that goes back to, to what I alluded to before in, in Romans. And, and, and I think a lot of times, you know, when we hear these things, we just kind of run over them, but there's a lot within them. You know, the scripture I just read uh, for all the verse 21. Uh, of chapter one, for although they knew God, watch this now, they did not honor him as God. Well, what does that mean? Think about that. Just just sit down on that for a second. So you got to ask yourself, who is God? Who is he? Right. I mean, if you read your Bible for a minute, you know, he is the uncaused cause. He is species unique. There is nothing and no one like him. He is responsible for all life. That's who we're talking about, right? Now, watch what Paul says. He just said they did not honor him as God. Watch this. Even though they knew him. That is a rebellious mind that says, God, I don't care who you are. I don't care that you created everything. I don't even care that you are sustaining my life right now. This is my life. I want to do what I want to do. That is a mind <laughs> that is completely shut off. So what then is God to do with that? Well, then he has to just give you up at that point because, you know, God is love. He's not going to force you to obey his commands. He's not going to force you to do what he, he he wants you to do, because that wouldn't be love. He wouldn't be who he is if he did that. And so he gave them up. Right. And when you and when you are given up, when you just want to do what you want to do, you get the result of Sodom and Gomorrah. Again, strategic placement of this account in Genesis, because it because it is in it, 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 it's, it's inserted right in the initial stages of 
the plan of redemption. We're dealing with Abraham. So you've got a great com- uh, uh, compare and contrast there. Now, I want to say this, and I think we alluded to this in the er- previous podcast, Nick, because a lot of times when we get to talking like this, people hear Christians, you know, uh, and Christ followers talk about this. And they I guess it kind of gives them the sense that, oh, Christians are perfect. And, you know, uh, they, they just, you know, they just it, it's kind of like in the same vein of that judgment you were talking about. Nick. Here's what I want to say. And folk need to know this and they need to hear us say this. Sin is pleasurable. It feels good, y'all. It looks good. It smells good. It tastes good. Okay. I, listen, um, there's so much I can, I can say to, to, uh, to this thing. It's pleasurable, y'all. You know, my sister Adney talked about, you know, uh, the stuff that she went through and, uh, and we've all stated the stuff that we've done that we weren't proud of. And, and, and now that we met Jesus, you know, we're, we're trying to live right. Guess what? We still struggle. We still struggle. Believe me, uh, the alcoholic who meets Jesus and knows him in the pardoning of his sins becomes a child of God. Guess what? Alcohol, alcohol still gives him issues. You know, the man who is just, you know, man, I'm, 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 I'm trying to have sex all the time. Sex, 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 sex. Guess what? When it gives his life to Christ, he still has those urges. Watch this, y'all. Uh, married men still have those, have those urges. Married women still have those urges. You see what I'm saying? But thank God for Jesus. Thank God for forgiveness. Thank God for repentance. Thank God for community. You see what I'm saying? And, and, and it all goes back to your mindset. When you honor God for who he is, watch it. Let me stay in the context of Romans. When you honor him, verse 21, and when you give thanks to him, God will keep your mind. Trust me, Nick, you were in Romans 6 earlier talking about the wages of sin, right? Well, let's go to Romans 6 and, 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 and let's deal with chapter one because Paul helps us. Watch this. Not chapter one, but verse one. Watch, watch this. Paul says, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the father, we, too, might walk. Watch this in newness of life. If you have problems, if you have these urges still go back to the go back to the cross. Look at what you did. You got to kill that man. You got to kill that woman who desires to do those things. And watch this. Christ Jesus can help you. God knows we are going to stumble along the way. That's why we have forgiveness. That's why we have repentance. Right. And thank God for Jesus, because what he did, the death that he died. Listen, all my all my wrongdoing. You know, all of my lying, my cheating, my stealing, all of that stuff is up on that cross. Now, let me show you how good God is. The stuff I ain't even do yet is up on that cross. (laughs) 
And and all we have to do is continue, continue to uh, uh, honor God for who he is. Give thanks. And then we can we can uh, uh, we can too walk in uh, newness of life, as Paul states in Romans six. Okay, so Brother (laughs) Daryl, let's just drop the mic right here because that was amazing. Right. I can't even come back with anything because you said it all. Jesus died for us. Jesus died for my future grandkids, (laughs) my great grandkids, like all the, you know, there's nothing else to say. You said it all, no matter what, no matter who you are, no matter where you are in your life, just know that Jesus loved you so much that he said yes to the cross. I wouldn't have said yes to that cross because look, Abby would have been fighting somebody spit in my face. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Jesus didn't say a mumbling word. That should tell us something. He loved us that much. Brother Nick, I'm sending it back to you. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Again, look, listeners, this, this was a, this was a great discussion. And again, we, we're not here to bash anybody and nor we're claiming that we're perfect, but I think everything that was said was said the right way. And with the right spirit and the right heart and if you're struggling look look brother Th- brother smith said it jesus christ is the way but just continue to listen to to more of our podcast or just listen to if anybody if god sends somebody somebody your way that's going to give you a, a rainbow word uh to draw closer to christ take heed to them but the way to christ you got to hear believe repent confess and be baptized for the remission of your sins. And remember that Jesus Christ, he's the King of kings, and he's the Lord of lords. Be blessed. That's it for now. But before we go, please continue to listen, subscribe, and share our podcast. Also, if you want to support our show, please scroll down to the bottom of the show notes and click on the link that says, buy me a coffee. We would greatly appreciate it. Thank you for listening. And remember, God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. And also Jesus Christ loves you. Thank you. Wait, there's more. What if today was your last day on earth? Would you be ready to meet your maker? Well, Jesus Christ has given us the good news. He told his disciples in Mark 16, 15, 16, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Jesus Christ has instructed his children to share and preach the gospel which is the good news which means that Jesus Christ came and that he was sacrificed he was buried and he rose on the third day by believing and by repenting and confessing and being baptized you will be saved so it is your choice Jesus Christ will not force you you've heard the message you heard personal testimonies but this is your opportunity to give your life to Christ don't wait until tomorrow because tomorrow is not promised. So I hope you submit to the will of God and give your soul to Christ. Be blessed.